Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Fabio Molly, and every week I try and bring you insights from players, coaches, parents, and experts who are ingrained in the world of high-level tennis. Today is the fifth and final part of our five-part ASICS mini-series, which are recorded at the ASICS House in Paris. And today I chat to Marina Caiazzo, a global sports marketing expert. Marina is a former player who trained at the Boletari Academy with the likes of Tommy Haas and Anna Kurnikova. More recently, she worked with ASICS, actually the past 11 years, and also recently set up her own consultancy business, Soma Sports. She looks after the ASICS global sports marketing strategy, deciding what players to work with, building long-term partnerships. She talks about characteristics she looks for in potential players. She played a big part in helping convince the ASICS board to get Novak on board when he was looking to switch from Adidas. She also gives advice for players looking for sponsorship, talks a bit about agents and much more. It's really interesting insights from her. In the previous four episodes, I spoke to Rohan Bopana, Belinda Bencic, Alex Malkan and Borna Courage. They are short episodes, so no excuses if you haven't listened to them yet. There's a lesson in there for everyone, no matter if you're player, coach or parent. Next week, I'll be speaking to former renowned chair umpire, Carlos Ramos. Really interesting guy. If you do enjoy the episodes or find them helpful and you're not already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button or forward it to someone you think may find it useful. It really helps the podcast grow. Okay, here's Marina. Hi, Marina. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are Hi, you? Samuel. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, great to meet you. I was luckily invited here four years ago and I briefly met you there. Uh, you probably can't, you were busy. I think Gail Monfie was here at the time. You were running around and, and uh, then I met you at the Essex December party, which was a great event. And I've seen you hit good tennis ball there too. But maybe tell us, what do you do? Yeah. So, um, yes, so I, I've been working for ASICS uh, for the past 12 years. First, as a global sport marketing manager, and my role is to um, implement the best promotion strategy uh, for tennis and back in the days, other sports. And since a year and a half, I have my own um, agency called Sama Sports and I continue to work for ASICS and pretty much do the same thing, which is fantastic because there's a big, uh, you know, and strong relationship there with uh, with ASICS. Great. So for, we're going to talk about that whole agency and what you exactly do with the players and how what you look for in players. But before that, you, you're a good tennis player. Yeah, I used to uh, a couple of years ago or decades. <laughs> so I used to, to play the qualities of slams. I was in the top 20, uh, the junior ranking. Um, tennis has been, you know, all my life, pretty much. I, I, I started at eight. I went to the US uh, at Bolivar Academy. It was not IMG by, back then. Then I went to high school there. I met so many players and you'll see how important it is to build the network. And it started very young for me, like like uh, 30 years ago. So imagine. And then, yeah, I, I used to be also a coach for the French uh, Tennis Federation. So actually, Right across the street, I was a national coach right. there for a couple of years, and uh, and then ASICS. So it's been a fantastic uh, tennis uh, journey for me. And uh, with a lot of parent listeners, and you were you were at the Balteri Academy with some great players. Saint Tommy Haas was there, Anna Kurnikova was there, and many other great players. Just looking back at your time you spent in tennis, working with top tennis players. But when you look back, is there anything that 
you thought was really good about going to the academy or any is there anything you're really grateful for going there i feel like um the fact that there are people coming from all over the world it's very um interesting because there's this mix of culture that helps you grow as a person so in a way you have to become an adult and an adult very soon but on the other hand you you're not left alone there are many kids your age from everywhere in the world so this helps you a lot also to communicate to not to learn how to communicate with, with others and so next to the tennis that you're learning the, the sport the game you get to to grow really as a teenager so well and and you're become very very much open to the world and i say no i heard that from many people who you know your were your parents there at all or were you on your own no i was on my own on campus that was a bit hard at first because i was 15 and i think that's still young uh, looking back my parents regretted a little bit it was maybe two years too soon um 15 is still you know very young age but yeah that was that really helped me become also stronger mentally and and uh, taught me how to live on my own because the tennis world is also a very um i just say individual world right you yeah. travel most of the time alone you're alone and you're waiting a lot yeah between matches so you kind of learn how to be with yourself and there's no zoom back then or facetime or no, you couldn't you couldn't even check in you know you, can, you might not see your parents for a long time so it's yeah. pretty crazy so you gave the you gave you, you did your stint you went to high school you gave the pro tour a go while we're so close to Roland Garros, what was it like to play? Did you play qualies there? Yeah, I played qualies at the French Open. Um, don't remember the year, maybe 99, uh, 1999. <sighs> what I, I can remember is that I was so nervous, so stressed. So now when I come and watch players as, um, when, as a manufacturer, as a sponsor, I kind of understand how the players feel. And I, I can see when they're a bit... Um, nervous and you usually you know they're not going to play uh their best tennis in the first couple of rounds they're so nervous yeah. so uh you take that into account and then i guess it helps you make better choice maybe uh yeah you understand you this understand. pressure situation but then you understand who can handle it better as well yeah. i'm sure and also how you uh act under the emotion yeah. how you behave how you are as a person i think that's also very important Nice. And so you spent many years working with the top athletes in tennis. I know ASIC's had some great players over the years, but what does your day job look like today? So um, I'm trying to help ASICs to identify the best way to promote um, their products and their also their values, their brands. So trying to also make sure we adapt our strategy to all the different countries obviously we don't work the same way with countries in the big five so spain france italy uk germany and emerging countries like you know india or south america so i'm trying to kind of make sure that we are promoting efficiently our brand and our product across the world um and also but because tennis is a big sport but it's such a small microcosm i guess you you know that very yes. well also it's important to have a good reputation be professional be seen 
uh, as a premium brand and uh, as a brand uh, that respects athletes and and uh, yeah, all the people that are you know uh, practicing and, and exercising. That's important for so, us. So you're looking ideally to work with a particular type of athlete as well that will express your brand and make sure you're doing a good job. You could say advertising your brand. That's the brand ambassadors. Yes. And so when you, let's say you, you had a junior player or a junior wants to get sponsored and what sort of characteristics do you look in junior tennis players? So first, when we say scout, I just want to say it doesn't, it's not about, scouting doesn't mean, mean young age. It will scout mature players as well. Um, so it can be, there's always the same parameters that we're looking for. Um, first, definitely the personality, um, the way also they manage their emotion, the way they look at their father, their mother, their coach, their, what they, they have, you know, in the, their eyes, how they express their emotion, you know. So it's nothing, there's no, often parents they think they're we are judging actually we're not because a player that is showing emotion is for me quite positive um so we're looking at the personality um we're looking at the behavior working for asics is probably different from our competitors because asics is a japanese company very much attached to its value and a player must be a respectful player a player who is fair play, a player who is, yeah, really behaving well. We are never going to sign a player who is going to break rackets after rackets, you know. Uh, so we are being very careful of uh, on this. So then uh, we're obviously looking at the um, potential, yeah. So there is technical, tactical, mental potential, uh, and physical Um it's also about how can how much uh, volume and training he can put in on a daily basis. Uh, so it's it's um, those factors as well. The talent as well, the way he can adapt to different situation. There is the setup. Who who, who is his coach? Um, is there a physio there? Is there a nutritionist? Is there so how professional is this project? Um, there's a lot of different factors, and you know. I didn't mention the results because for me, it's not the first thing because it's a very long journey. So if you've identified the right player, at some point, the results will, will come and and everybody is going to be happy and benefit from it. But the first thing is to make sure that the, the, um, the player is fitting with the company. It's, it's a good connection. And, and it's the same then when you recruit, like uh, more recently, Belinda Benchik has, has been recruited. I know she's a long-term ASICS fan, uh, but she's been recruited. So you liked her core values and you felt they slot right in with you guys. Yeah, so 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 Belinda, the fact that she's uh, also speaking different, we were talking about the multicultural thing. I think the fact that she's speaking different languages, the fact that she won the Olympic in Japan, the fact that she's a very positive kind of person, but as well has this very strong competitiveness and, and fighting spirit on the court, the fact that players and people like her so much because she's a nice girl and that she's easy to work with is 
what made us take that, that decision to partner with Belinda. So again, obviously, she's a top player. Um, she, for me, has the potential to win slams. And and that's what we hope for. But that would be the cherry on the cake. The, the first thing is, is there a, um, a desire from her to play with Essex, to, to be where, to wear the product? And do we have a product that fits her game? We do. And... She loved she loved that product back in the days because she used to wear it when she was injured. You know the story, yes. so it's a fantastic story. And next to that, you have this person, this great girl, and you say, "Wow, it's going to be a blast for everyone to be working with her." And and we want to feel that joy, and we want to be to to be in that kind of relationship where you can build long term, positive, satisfying uh, partnership. Nice. And what happens when? I'm not sure if this actually happened, but one of your players, let's say Borna Courage, decides to smash his rackets. He has a bad day at the office. Do you actually give him a call and say, Borna, you can't be doing that? Or if it, if it happens, that start happens time and time again, then is there a call? Ready? Yeah, so it can happen. It, it's not, I mean, we usually don't um, work with players that have this kind of um, uh, history. history, but it it happened and... No, to be honest, if it does, if it happens once, um, and Borna is not a great No, I know. Sorry. Yeah, that's an extreme. Uh, the guy is unbelievable, yeah. has an unbelievable uh, composure on the court. But um, you can ask me about Corentin Moutet. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Um, and I think then it also becomes, yeah, you, 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 mm, you tell him, be careful. Um, respect your product, respect the brand, and and and. But it's also trying to help the athlete, also um, being more balanced um, psychologically. So I see that in Corentin, and I know that Asics can help him and give him that chance. And we work with a lot of psychologists, with a good team of people that had a lot of experience. So Corentin is also, you know. Um, trying to take all the good things from Asics, not only... Yeah. Uh, the you're, he you're helping them in many yeah. ways, not yeah. just with apparel. And what sort of requests do... I know, I think it's a popular question. Do players give you... Does it, do they get a lot of... you get a lot of requests from players? I need these, I need these. Yeah. I did hear downstairs the whole grass court shoes where yeah. you just don't have enough grass court shoes. Players who don't wear Asics want your grass court shoes. And Yeah, so I think what's important is to be fair to everyone, but not only the pro, but also juniors and young young athletes, to be fair so that they don't feel the frustration. So, for example, just before the, our, our interview, uh, one of the agents said, uh, there's a player, top player, top 20, who's going to come and pick up, some, pick up some grass court shoe, but it's not a player that we have in contract. So I said to the agent, look, we have a bunch of contracted athletes. They are going to come by the house to pick up their kid. Unless, un until this is over, please wait. And if we have grass court shoe left for this player who is close to top 10, we'll give it to her. But look, and I would say exactly the same thing to a young athlete. Yeah. So I'm trying to be fair because it's, again, a small word and people talk a lot and we don't want to hear, yeah, Azix did this, but not to me and why, and I have a better ranking than you. Or No, it's the same criteria. Same guidelines, guidelines, same rules. Nice. And you, you've worked with Novak. You brought Novak over over the line and got him developed his own shoe. That's what he has now. What, what how does that feel for you to to be able to you know work with Novak? You know, it was a fantastic experience. And to be honest, um, 
he came to us, uh, was in 2017, French Open. He wasn't playing, he was injured. So I met Eduardo. He came to us and said, look, Novak is injured, but he wants to change everything. He's a, a apparel manufacturer, a, a footwear a coach. Uh, he wants to start a new career. And he's been playing with the barricade for 12 years. So how can you make a better barricade for him? I said, look, Eduardo, who is Novak's agent, I said, I first have to check because we don't do footwear deals. So let me first. And I really push internally because like, yeah, Marina, we're only interested for now in promoting apparel and footwear. So I said, but it's Djokovic. And I believe really that he can make history. So just jumping in here, you, you mean you just don't do just a footwear deal. It's all or nothing. That's what you yeah, used to do. Yeah, it was. So the, the, the direction of Azix, the upper management was like, well, it's we're more interested in, in a, a you know, uh, head to toe deal, you know, yeah. rather than footwear only. And I was like, well, you know, and so I had to really internally, um, kind of, yeah, influence the, the, the team to, to, to go into that partnership. Yeah. So it wasn't that easy no. to be honest, but then everybody, uh, when in 2018, he won uh, back to back Wimbledon and the U S open with ASICS, everybody was so, so happy. So I was very, You're like, you know, that gamble yeah, paid off. <laughs> paid off quite fast but Novak was an interesting character to work with because even though I had experience with Morpheus and others I've never seen someone that much focus on details so I'll give you one one interesting uh, moment um, so the first time I met him um, we made the first sample so he was supposed to try it it was in a hotel in Monaco and he was wearing casual clothes so we were like, oh, okay, we were supposed to meet on the court, but he couldn't. So we went to the hotel and it's like, okay, here's your shoe. And said, well, do you want to go on the court to try it and change? I said, no, no, I'm going to try it right now. Without the racket, that's fine. So he puts on the shoe and he goes on the, uh, in the corridor, you know, um, outside the room. And he starts running and going and, and doing like a um, different kind of exercises, really to test the shoe super hard for 15 minutes. And he was all sweaty in his casual, you know, clothes. Yeah. I was like, Wow, you know, usually a player puts the, the, the foot in and it's like, oh, it's comfortable, it looks nice, yeah. it should be okay. But Novak was testing it so hard. I was like, okay, that's not going to be easy. But it shows how uh, detail-oriented he is and how professional. That leads to a better shoe in the end, doesn't That oh. leads to a better player. We only had Rene on the podcast recently who yeah. worked alongside to help develop his latest shoe. And Rene was just saying the details, he goes into everything, his food, Train and nutrition, you name it. There's detail. It's most. Yeah. It's it's probably it's tough to work with somebody like that as well because they're just pushing all the buttons and testing you to your max as well. He's challenging us a lot, but I think Azix was able to respond to that, and I was very surprised that in three months uh, they made a shoe that was perfect for him. Mm. And the most in interesting part is after because. You know, when you're a player and the racket, the string and the shoes are so important and you start winning with your product, you're so attached to it, you know. And Novak wins two slams in 2018. And then we were supposed to launch the Court FF Novak, the first yeah. edition in 2019. So we told him, like, so Azix said, Marina, can you speak to the agency? Because we need to tell them that he is going to be wearing a new shoe. 
and we wanted to, him to work with us so we can make his shoe and it became the Cord FF Novak. But first, that, that was difficult because he was winning with the generation. Why change, you know? But he was quite open to it, to my surprise. And again, you know, he made a fantastic year. So in a way, it is very... Um, uh, he likes to control and 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 uh, challenge people, but he's open for innovation. Yeah, I I think you look at you look back at people like that more so, on maybe in business where people who challenge you, you end up ultimately doing a better job. You're, you put gets that you look back and go, oh, we did. I was actually quite good. You know, they they get the most out of you. Yeah. It's, so. So Novak was a fantastic and is a fantastic partnership. Um, he's really, he helped us become a better brand, I think. And what's Matteo like to work with Bertini? He's uh, not the same, you know, as Matteo is quite, he's a very, very nice uh, person too. Um, it's not, he is professional as well. Um, they're all, they are all quite picky, you know, in the shoe, but no, nothing compared to Novak. Um, so Matteo doesn't have his own shoe, but he's wearing the Gel Resolution 9 and likes it. It's, it's, it's not difficult, but I have to say having footwear only partnership is not as easy okay. uh, than head to toe because they have less time. There's less appearance time in a contract. Mm. When you are the apparel and footwear partner, you are the biggest sponsor. Okay. Yeah. So you get more time to spend yeah. more time with the player and to really utilize, maximize the partnership. When it's footwear only, that's why we don't do many. It's dif more difficult. You're fine with the clothing brand, and yes. And so, what's let's let's talk a player contract roughly. When you sign with a top player, they have to carry out certain. They have to wear your clothes and shoes. Let's say ultimately, and at all, on and off the court, or what way does that work? So there is a category of product that you discuss uh, with the agency. Obviously, performance is key for us. Um, Novak also has lifestyle, sports style shoes with ASICs that he has to wear outside. So you will see him wear casual, um, not casual, but sports style ASICs yeah. shoe, right? Matteo doesn't have that category, for okay. example. It is for Boss. Oh, so that's why you might see Matteo so, wear a pair of Nikes or no, Hugo Boss. Boss. Hugo yeah. Boss. So this is super, uh, I mean, this is a part of the negotiation. So, But usually in all deals that are um, head to toe, because ASICS has also a sports style range, we also ask the player to, in sport event or any event related to his job, you know, wear ASICS. Mm -hmm. Now, if he's there wearing a suit, obviously they can wear yeah. any shoe, but uh, uh, players are quite professional. It's something that you don't have to remind them, you know, they, they know ASICS has running shoes, sports style, a bunch of, of, of product, and they try to really promote it uh, all the time. I always wonder today a player changes, let's say from let's say from Nike to Asics, their whole house must have to get cleared out, everything gone. And then it's like next day it was a I can't remember who the player was, but like they showed up middle of the term with new clothes. And you're like, what just happened to everything else? Like Crazy yeah, that life. was exactly the case at Belinda's house. She welcomed us in Bratislava for uh, we we were we had a photo shoot there for to work on the announcement of the partnership, and so she was we were in her dressing room, and she, there was all this Nike stuff, and she's like, okay, what am I gonna do with all this, you know? And and yeah. and it's interesting. And now, um, three days ago, she's, we have a WhatsApp group, and she sent us a, a picture of her new dressing room with all the ASIC shoe. 
Nice. And, you know, it, it's nice to see, but uh, I don't know what they do. I guess they maybe keep a couple of pieces or yeah. that you, they like. You do hear some odd stories on social media where the player in a quality appears and he's wearing clothes that another player had given him, you know, so I, yeah. I think or yeah, there's some good places you can send your clothes. But I have one more question, Marina, unless you have something that's really pressing to bring up. But we have a lot of parent listeners, as I've mentioned here, and you've been around tennis a long time from the academy to play and to working with the world's best athletes. What, do you have any important message for them that would, would help their children? Yeah, I, th- I think today uh, what's important is that when they're looking for a sponsorship, this, uh, the player um, is sending the email to the manufacturer, not the agency, not the parents, when they can, you know, so we can kind of uh, understand really what their project is. So also don't be afraid to um, ask for a short meeting uh, and also now a Zoom meeting or Visio meeting. Also understand that we're not only looking at the result, but we like to watch the athletes and it's not to judge, but it's more to understand the environment. Um, I think it's a, it, it's important also to be patient and be loyal to brands. Um, our most successful partnership is when we were able to keep a player when he was not having his best years or having or facing injuries, but also keep him when he was performing well. So be loyal because it's a long um, journey with a bumpy. It's a bumpy road, and your children cannot win every week so at some points there is obviously unfortunately uh injuries there is like mateo now mateo now there is uh um uh, you know uh, upsets you know along along the way so if you stick to the same sponsor or you try it's it's you'll get you'll get better support rather than changing every time that you have the opportunity so that would be my advice yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for your time, and I yeah, hope some of the Essex players do well this week. Me too. Yeah. I hope they have fun, do well, and uh, and yeah, I'm excited to. And be... don't break rackets. No, don't no, break rackets. No. Don't break shoes. Don't break laces. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, okay. Fabio. I really enjoyed the chat with Marina. I hope you did too and got some insights into the sports marketing world. I'll catch you next week where I'll be speaking to Carlos Ramos. 